A pleasant good morning to everyone and welcome to another edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly right here, Carlos Brown. Here's the guest menu for August the 19th. Charles Edmond, of course, guest co-host, will join me uh, in hour number one. Roman Banks, Director of Athletics at Southern University, scheduled to stop by and talk with us. Also, Kevin Johnson, Coach Kevin Johnson, Southern University men's basketball coach, stops by. And then in hour number two, two guests for you, Coach Van Petaway, of course, he'll sit in on the interview, the discussion with Coach Kevin Johnson. And then last but not least, Kevin Batiste. Uh, of WAFB TV, Channel 9. He's produced, well, he'll produce, and will be hosting uh, Fighting for First, a Southern University football uh, special, be on WAFB TV, Channel 9, locally in Baton Rouge, and across all of uh, Channel 9 platforms. So, that's the guest menu. Here's simply what's trending. As we speak... Southern University is completing uh, a major fall camp football scrimmage. We'll get an update uh, throughout the show. And, of course, uh, Kevin Batiste will uh, give us uh, an update. He'll be live uh, from Southern University campus. SWAC Volleyball, predicted order finish is out. We'll talk about that. Congratulations to FAMU. Off the bat, they're picked to win it all. Southern University, uh, women's soccer, they open up their season with a 6-0 to zero loss to the University of Memphis. Um, the first game, one game doesn't make the season, uh, but the Southern soccer team uh, kicked off their season against the University of Memphis. Also, what's trending, congratulations to Southern University men's basketball team. Their GPA for the summer was 3.64. For the summer session. So congratulations uh, to Coach Johnson and all of those players in the program. Coach Johnson comes up in our number two. We'll bring in now uh, co-host Charles Edmond of the uh, Alcorn State Radio Network and the Grambling State alum. I, I just have to say that, Charles, because <laughs> I, I always talk about, you know, of the Alcorn State Radio Network, but a uh, uh, Grambling State alum. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Carlos Brown. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's football season. This time next Saturday, the Swack Meat Challenge, Jackson State and South Carolina State. You know, I, I got on a Swack shirt, so I got a pull for the Swack participant, JSU. But I think, just my humble opinion, South Carolina State and Coach Buddy Pugh, always a tough opponent. They'll represent themselves well. And, you know, Charles, the last time they played, South Carolina State defeated Jackson State in the Celebration Bowl. So we got to pull for Jackson State. Jackson State got to get a win next Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when these type of things happen, you know I pull for all corn. You know I pull for Grambling. That's my alma mater. And when SWAC steps out of SWAC, whether it's the SWAC, MEAC, MEAC, SWAC, whatever, F FBS, FCS, I'm pulling for the SWAC. So, yeah, 
I'm pulling for I'm pulling for Jackson State. We gotta we gotta get it done. You know, Alabama State got it done last year. Can it be two in a row, Carlos? As far as I hope so. The, the swag getting it done. Jackson State looks different. There's no question about it. And so this is TC Taylor's first test, and I'm sure a lot of eyes will be on that one to see if he gets off to a good start. Let me ask you this, Charles. I, you know, I, I still believe Jackson State, they're going to have – they're different, but they're still going to be a very good football program, just to me. I know on paper they brought in a lot of players, but the, the cupboard is not bare. In my humble opinion, Charles, I think they're going to just be an outstanding football team. No, the cover's not bare, but 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 you got some different ingredients. You know, you it, it instead of the, uh, the 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 top shelf can of peas, you might have a different kind of peas. I mean, it's different. There there's there's no. I mean, peas are peas, yes, but you know, some like certain, some like Del Monte, some like other kinds. So it's it's yes, the cupboard's a little bit different, but we'll see if if the chef can make the ingredients work to make it taste right. And I think that's what it's all about. I mean, I you know, people are putting pressure on T.C. Taylor. You always talk about there's pressure in that position. Yes, mm-hmm. Coach Sanders introduced Coach Taylor in front of the team, yes. But the team he looked at when he was introduced is a totally different team than what he's putting on the field. So I'm, I'm patient because we've been through a bunch of coaches, and I understand that these things take a little time, continuity, a new quarterback, albeit I've heard that there's some quality quarterbacks in that room. But mm-hmm. still, it's different. It you know, different verbiage, different way of doing business. You know, the media stuff is different. It's all different. But still, you got to give it a little time and a little patience. And when you open up against an HBCU opponent, it seems like all bets are off and the expectations are a lot higher because for us, we think that the rosters are about equal. And so we'll we'll see. I, I just always believe when you're a leader, a CEO, a CFO. It, things are a little different. So I'm I'm a little patient. I know Jacksonians feel different. You know, we've been there, six straight division titles. We've been on top of the mountain, two straight for Jackson State. They're on top of the mountain right now, and they want to stay that way. And there's a little bit of difference because you got a new leader. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. But you got the old Grizzle veteran and Coach Pugh. He's been there, done that, bought the T-shirt 20 times. So he's not going to be phased by any of this stuff. But Jackson's got to come ready to play. So with that being said, I don't know. It just sounds like to me, I'm a little more, I don't want to say optimistic, but I, it seems like I'm, I have a little bit more faith. I think the team is talented and I understand what you're saying. Those, those different uh, pieces of information, uh, you know, a new uh, coaching staff, a, a, a new CEO, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think, it's not going to be a big drop off to me with Jackson State. They're very talented. Um, the cover's not bad, as I stated. I think they're they're going to just be fine. Will they go undefeated? I don't think so. But but I I, I just think this team is is still a team to be reckoned with. Just yeah. just just my opinion. Life goes on after Coach Sanders, and life. Was good for Jackson State before him. Yeah, I I just think that you know when when you have a new leader like this and you're coming off the run that they've had, the expectations are high, 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 and in, and in fandom the expectations are high, high, high. But I'm a little bit more of a realist 
I understand that it takes a little time for all this to come together. And so when you're starting out, I mean, if Jackson State were playing down to start up, I think it would, wouldn't be that big of a conversation. But because you just played the team that you beat and then you're looking at them again and the expectation is just ramped up because of that. And I, I, I get it. But I also know it takes a little time. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, 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 completely, I completely understand the deal. So it is what it is. And in Jackson State, the expectations are high, higher. But again, you got a new leader. You got to be a little patient. That's something we don't have. Mm. Me being in this thing and being around a bunch of different coaches, players, ADs, I'm patient. But there's some people that are not. And I get it. So we just have to see. I mean, if Jackson wins that game, all is good in the capital city. But if Jackson doesn't win next week, then, you know, is is all hell going to break loose? No. You know, mm-hmm. no. it's, it's just one game. Win it's just week. one game, but mm-hmm. you can't. But in fandom, you can't. You can't tell fans that because the expectation you're playing another HBCU. You ha- you got all the talent, but is it going to come together next week? Some of it will. Some of it won't. And so you got ten more games left to figure it out. I'm I'm pulling for Jackson. Don't get me wrong, but I do think with a new leader and TC Taylor, he's doing things differently than what Coach Sanders did. Just gotta, just gotta give it a little time. Let's let's look at the first month to see what happens. You got South Carolina State, you got FAMU, you got Southern. That's gonna that's gonna tell a lot in the first few weeks of the season. Well, we have it from Charles Edmund. There, he's uh, Charles. If I didn't think, I almost think you're a conservative. You you you, you, take, <laughs> you take that conservative approach. I think Jackson State, and, and boy, they're already starting in the chat room. I, I think Jackson State will be just fine. Look, it's pressure on every coach. Where you work, there's pressure. He may not say it. It's pressure in Baton Rouge. It is the way of the world right now. Yeah. My simple formula is win the week. You can't look too far ahead. You win the week. Can you overcome adversity? You know, I always say this all the time. I, I know. And, and, and the teams that can overcome a little adversity, injuries, all of that. The race is not won by the swiftest, but the what? The one who endures. Yeah. I think Jackson State will be fine. And speaking of fine, Blue and Gold Century Club is a supporter of the Carlos Brown Show. They are also proud supporters of Jaguar Athletics. The Blue and Gold Club will have first-class bus trips to all of their Southern University away football games. You travel with the Blue and Gold Central Club to Montgomery, Alabama, which is two weeks away, two weeks away. And you could travel for only $165, which includes a ticket, refreshments, and parents of Southern University football players receive a special discount. That's a great deal. You can't beat it. For more information, call Craig Pierre at 225-324-7234. In the chat room, someone just said, it flew by quickly, JSU will fight every game. And, you know, fans, I'm I'm a fan also. You know, we're not patient. We're in uh, the mode now where it is win and win now. I think Janet Jackson said, what have you done for me lately? With that being said, let me transition. Swag Volleyball. 
predicted order finish. Congratulations on paper. FAMU is predicted to win it all. Alabama State, number two. JSU, number three. Bethune-Cookman, number four. Number five, Grambling State. Texas Southern, number six. Number seven, Alabama A&M. Number eight, Prairie View A&M. Number nine, Southern University. Ten, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Eleven, Alcorn State. And predicted to bring up the rear, Mississippi Valley State. Player of the year, Brooklyn Watts of FAMU. FAMU, now in the conference, what, year two, three? Three. They, they love to win as well. Expectations as high as that. Is that the slogan for the day's show? Expectations are high across mm-hmm. the board. Yeah. But congratulations on paper. FAMU uh, gets it done, at least in the predicted order of finish. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for us, we've got a new volleyball coach that started within the last uh, 30 days or so. So it's, you know, again, coming in um, when when she did with volleyball season starting with volleyball season, you know, rapidly there. Um, I think it's it's just one of those, you know, continuity things. You know, when coaches get hired late, you're always behind the eight ball. And sometimes it happens to where teams win with a coach being hired late right here at Alcorn. You go back to Jay Hobson. Mm-hmm. You know, he was hired on Memorial Day out in front of the president's house. And the season started in three months, and the Braves were right there in contention for the Eastern year one. And you see what has happened since that time. So you do have lightning in a bottle. It does happen sometimes, but most of the time, coaches have to get their feet under them, and it takes a little time to work those things through. So there's a new coach, basketball coach at FAMU, new women's coach that was just hired there. And so what are the expectations there just coming in? I've seen pictures and videos of what she's doing in our office and all that. So she's hitting the ground sprinting, and it's just one of those things you just you just hope you you can get the most you can get out of this first year, and then you you kind of hit the ground really running from that point. The late Greg Rochelle said, "All coaches eventually are hired to be fired." Yeah, and it just seems like the the, the pressure has been wrenched up a bit. It's been put up. And so fans, uh, yeah, Shaco, good morning, everyone. Rattler mania. Oh, that <laughs> oh, I, oh, Rattler I, mania. Where did that come from? But but you know what? I love that. <laughs> you know, we have passionate fans in, in, in across the HBCU spectrum. Yeah, you really do, and everybody's proud of their team. Yeah. I know I'm fighting and and boxing <laughs> for for um, Go Jack Southern University. So we love it. Um. Roman Banks is coming up, the director of athletics. And and, and whenever you get a a, a sitting director of athletics on the show, I get questions, text messages all across. And I got to make sure I get my points I want to cover. We probably could do a three-hour show with Coach Banks. And Coach Banks, um, what I like about him, he's transparent. Former men's basketball coach, so you know he, he's tough by nature. So I'm 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 gonna just kind of get an update on SU athletics, Melanie. Before we go to our first timeout, Southern University Fan Fest is scheduled today. 
and we got a graphic for that one. We'll give Melanie a little time to uh, put it up. There she goes. She's magic. She's magic. <laughs> Save the date. Fan Fest, August the 19th, 2023. And, and also, Charles, my high school in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, they're back in the school system. They're having their alumni picnic and festivities. Coles Brown, known as Carlos Brown back then, Capital High graduate, 1982. That's right. I'm like fine wine. I get better with age. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I think so. Uh, thank you, Melanie, for that. With that being said, let's just take a quick time out. And um, Coach Banks is backstage waiting to come on. We'll visit with Roman Banks next. You're watching the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. We shall return. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. Hello, everyone. This is Roy Evans with the Black College Sports Network. We are live on the beautiful campus of Alabama State University for BuzzFest 2023 as we get ready to kick off the athletic and academic season for the Hornets. So before we get into what's going to happen today, I want to introduce you guys to a young lady who you're going to be seeing a lot of right here with the Black College Sports Network. Ah, this is part of our partnership with K-12 Stride Learning. I'm going to let her introduce herself and where she's from. Okay. So my name is Kaylin Thomas, and I am from Houston, Texas, but I reside in Fitzpatrick, Alabama. And I'm a senior at Alabama Destinations Career Academy, and I am in the Health Sciences Pathway for Nursing and Medical Field. And I also achieved my first internship with the Black College Sports Network for in digital media. There it is. We're going to be training, like we said, our goal is to help train the next generation of folks telling our stories and getting it going. So Kaylin, really quick, before we get you out of here and I get on to this other stuff that we're going to be doing, Tell the folks some of the things that you're really excited about doing with your internship. I'm really excited about creating content of the HBCU colleges and their football teams and as well as covering the bands of those colleges since I've had experience in high school playing the, in the band. 
Oh, you was in the marching band? Yes. Did you do all that? Chicka, okay, chow, chow. Yeah, I was um, on the percussion team, and I played oh. the snare drum. Oh, 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 oh drum line on the building. Yeah. All right, there it is. Well, Kaylin, thank you. We'll be seeing more from you here a little bit later today. Going to okay. get you get some interviews with some folks and also talk to a couple of the people around and just see what's going on and uh, some of the B-roll that you picked up, okay? Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, stay tuned. We're going to have it going on. Make sure you tune in. Carlos Brown will be live from 11 to 1 o'clock. Immediately following the Carlos Brown Show, we will go live from Hornet Stadium right here in Montgomery, Alabama to have some fun. As you see, my man got his new shirts on. Three, three, four, the gump. Getting it in since 1887, doing anything. I think that's how they say it, right? The gump. Yeah, but we, we, we going to let it go like that. <laughs> so stay tuned again. Make sure you tune in. Tell all your friends. Let all your Hornet friends know to tune in. Get ready to check us out and be there. We will, again, be live from 1 p.m. Central Standard Time all the way up till at least 3. Doing it live from here, right here at Hornet Stadium, right after the Carlos Brown Show. So join us. We'll see you later. Deuces. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show. Charles, I love that. I love that. And the Black College Sports Network, hey, great news for the network. They have some uh, announcements this past week, some more upcoming. I'm just uh, proud to be a part of this great network. Now, with that being said, we will introduce Roman Banks who is a, a busy, busy person. You know, it always says tough being a, a director of athletics. Got to have thick skin. Have to do all that. Oh, okay, that's all right. We'll get him back. Um, He was backstage, and he disappeared. We'll get him back in, I'm yeah. sure. But, but Charles, you got to love that. Um, Roy Evans, Black College Sports Network in Montgomery. And, hey, Southern will be there in two weeks for a huge football game. Yeah, I mean, the Black College Sports Network, and I do some stuff with the with the Black College Sports Network as well. I mean, they are really, really on the come up. Um, just they're they're everywhere. And and just when you think they're not there in these certain places, they've been at these these Greek Fest and in Atlanta at the park. So a lot of stuff with HBCUs. So job well done. And, and as he said, we're not going anywhere. I mean, that you know, they're partnering with other conferences and, you know, I've helped them in terms of information, trying to, you know, get rights for others, you know, other conferences and other schools. And they're just trying to carry their games. And it's 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 a tedious process, but it's so fulfilling when you can get it done. And, and that's what Roy's doing over there at Alabama State right now. I mean, that program is, is on the up and up. I mean, you feel good about their program and they won the MEAC SWAC last year. Won some big games of football, basketball. I mean, they're doing a lot of good stuff. So, you know, good job, Dr. Jason Cable and the Alabama State Administration. And they're, they're looking really good right now. Should be a good turnout there. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, hats off to uh, Roy and uh, everyone affiliated with uh, the Black College Sports Network. Uh, Melanie, let me know when uh, Coach Banks is backstage again. We'll, we'll get him right on. Uh, Coming up, of course, uh, Coach Kevin Johnson, men's basketball coach at Southern University. Also, uh, Coach Van Petaway. And by the way, uh, 
we'll let you know this week doing uh so doing doing, doing our social media buzz. Uh we'll we were scheduled to have uh, the AD from Alabama and then will uh, join us. And I'm also going to reach out to Dr. Cable again to uh, get him on. Cause I, I understand football season and a lot of things are going on. So you try to grab them when, when you can, but um, those are some of the uh, guests that we plan on having here on the Coles Brown show. Also Maurice Hurst. Um, he's basically confirmed that he'll be with us in two weeks as Southern University starts uh, the football season against Alabama State. We'll talk a little Southern University football. Of course, everybody's uh, going through major scrimmages. They've had one. Uh, a lot of the, the, the institutions are having all the football programs. Uh, they're having some uh, today. Southern University will have an update. Uh, Southern University for its quarterback play. Uh, you get that question a lot. Uh, good morning, Chuck. Uh, checking in from Monroe, Louisiana. Good morning, everyone. Uh, appreciate you tuning in. Um, Harold Blood has continuously done well. He's had an, uh, a very good camp. He's still getting pressure from uh, Noah Bolton and uh, Dylan Mahotro. But as we speak now, Harold Blood is still number one. Also, uh, this past week, uh, a lot of information given out about the receiving core. And when you're breaking in a, a quarterback for the first time, the first time that he's he's going to take the reins, then the wide receiver core. Uh, Jalen Howard, from all details that I've gotten, transferred in from Prairie View, this is a speedster. Now, he was at uh, Prairie View last year. He's come on and made an impact. Then you also got uh, Morris a redshirt freshman locally from Baton Rouge, Southern Lamb. Also, George Qualls Jr. last two years. He was at Tennessee Martin. He has made an impact in the receiving court. And then you still have Aldris Petrie back, and, and, and you have uh, Cassius Allen. So the big question is this, simply. You've got the pieces there in the wide receiver room, and you deliver the football to them. And, and that's where Harold Blood and the rest of the quarterback – I am confident, just my humble opinion, I'm confident in the quarterback room. It is much better than last year. This football team across the board, they're better in the individual rooms. But now it'll be the time to, hey, on paper, everything looks good. You practice against everyone in camp in, in two weeks. You're going to go get somebody in a different jersey. How will the execution be? First game. You have jitters, most improvement from game one to game two. But it will be very interesting to see how this football team performs. In the chat room, if you want to do this, what do you think Southern's football record is going to be for the 2023 football season? If you're a Jackson State alum, put your record in the chat room. Fam, you, everyone, I, I just kind of want to see how the feeling you're getting as far as this football team, uh, your football teams will go. Roman is back. Okay. Let's get right to him. Coach Banks, there he is in a beautiful shirt. I love that, Charles. <laughs> don't, don't, don't hate. I'm SU 100. Looks like he's in the press box at the stadium. 
No well, question, guys. Y'all must be special guys because I, I'm, you know, my time kind of got off from watching the scrimmage. So okay, <laughs> I do two things at one time. Hey, we appreciate the time, and, and as I stated, it's not an easy job, but those who are director of athletics, they love it, and they realize it's always uh, a, a, a tough situation, but one of pleasure as well. You agree with that, Coach Banks? Yeah, I do. I I think, uh, you know, when you start looking at it from the athletic director standpoint, uh, I think uh, it, it begins to bring out that competitive edge in you, right? I mean, you, you're trying to make sure that you're doing being the best GM for each sport. And uh, every time you step out there, there's a spectation. And so uh, I want to make sure that I'm doing what I can to ensure that we put the best possible student athlete and student and team out there on the field uh, to represent Southern university to the best of our abilities. So that becomes well, a challenge. That becomes a, mm -hmm. a challenge within the fire that burns within you itself. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I still most of the time refer to you as coach banks. And I, I talked a little bit about that, the competitive nature, um, you know, on court side, yeah. Southern university for many years, so with that being said, even in coaching, you take your victories and you also talk about near victories. So I'm going to start off with this. Um, online, online with ticket sales and everything. I, I remember a few times you came on, you were working to get it done. Now it has happened. Talk talk about that. Tickets online now, you can you can get it done. You can get it done. Yeah, so obviously, uh, you know, I've been talking about this for some time, and finally, you, you, it is really happening, right? And I know everybody probably shocked about that, and and actually, we forced it uh, here later than we wanted to, but we knew it was right here, so we forced it later, and kind of got our season tickets going a little later because, as you know, once you have it in your hand, you got to take advantage of it and not delay it because something else may pop up, and so. Uh, we are excited about our mobile ticket has changed. Um, you know, all our fans across the country can sit at home, their their desk and their car, use the use these use this phone that I'm using right now to speak with you all to access tickets. Mm -hmm. And uh and and that's basically in this in this time uh reaching people right where they are. And so obviously we can do that now. Uh, we're still adding components to it, you know, uh, as you move forward. But our ticket ticket platform kind of works just like the one in the Superdome. Uh, 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 it has the same capabilities. And, 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 and so we are very excited about that. The thing is, is that uh, we do have, and fortunately, a lot of people have been having season book tickets for a long time. And, and I call them our season uh, ticket holders. And actually, we have more ticket holders uh, 60 and older than we do uh, under. So, mm -hmm. uh, and we know that a lot of, all, I mean, this may it may surprise some, but it may not surprise you. A lot of them don't don't use emails and and right. cell phones and stuff like that. And so we understand that process. Uh, and so we are we are still have the capabilities to to work out our box office so we're not gonna alienate anyone uh, because i know that we have different demographics that we're trying to reach and so they can come here if they have trouble accessing 
the tool to get to their tickets. We will uh, be in business as, as normal. Yeah, and, and Coach Banks has a good point. It's an adjustment period. Um, I'm right at the 60 threshold hole, but, <laughs> but, but, but because um, I, yeah, I work in the school system, you, you keep up with the technology, and, and it can be Correct. challenging Correct. For, for, for the older population, but don't give up. Don't give up because a lot of those older. Well, you know what I, you know, mm-hmm. Go you ahead. know what I found to be true. Uh, when you know we ask people to come in, we try to put things on social media. We got, you know, directions mm-hmm. on our website. But what I learned to be true is that uh, when they come to our box office and and we say, "Hey, let us help you do this. Let us help you work through it." You know, I had a couple people say, "Baby, it ain't as hard as I thought." I like it. And, and so at, at yeah. the end of the day, you know, you end up, if people end up saying, okay, it's pretty easy. And then there are some that has have uh, younger siblings, uh, uh, grandkids or whoever, and they say, oh, right. yeah, I just let them handle this. Much, it's much easier. Yeah. So you don't have to come and stand in long lines to do what you need to do. And we're willing to work with you all type of ways. We're committed to that. Yeah, it's an adjustment period. And, uh, yeah, hang in there. Now, there's another project that I know a lot of conversation uh, was had about, and sometimes we realize that things, you know, you want it to happen right then, and it doesn't. But what's the, the latest on um, the football locker room project? Is it, You know, I understand there's needs across the board, um, but where, where are you right now with that? It, it, maybe a later well, date? Yeah, well, we're gonna hope we're gonna really sit down and uh, and and figure out our best direction with this locker room. And obviously, I have learned um, in trying to facilitate this this new facility, this new locker room, that uh, we have a lot of foundation issues. Mm-hmm. So it, I want to I want to move your mind from saying bringing in new lockers. That's not all it's mm-hmm. going to take. We have some stuff that we have to fix. Uh, uh, flooring, uh, probably sinking, uh, AV units. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that need to be fixed. So when we do move into the space of new lockers, uh, that we won't have a problem that has caused that, that, that are continuing to cause us problems now. And so with learning that, Mm-hmm. what happens costs go up right yeah and so this this project is going to be cost us a lot more than we anticipated and uh and and i'm i'm still i'm committed to that and here's the thing uh you know when you start looking at lockers they aren't cheap just lockers by themselves mm-hmm. and uh and and i'm just you know i always said you know i know back in the day the church used to have a fish fry dinner and raise money and chicken plates but you know, we have we talking about real dollars here and uh, it's going to be a commitment because I we do not have state dollars for any projects. Right. And so every time we do a project, that's money raised and uh, and, and that's people giving in business, giving to us. And so uh, we have I have personally have a couple of uh, companies that 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 just may put their name on the whole project. Uh, but obviously we have to do a lot of things and a lot of things come with that. So, you know, I've been able to move a lot of, a lot of projects here 
in my you know in my short state and uh that's one that's on the chart i know that i think that it's needed not just a want or luxury is needed and so and so there's a locker room needed for volleyball that don't have anything too so i don't want to be dogmatic just about football and so mm -hmm. when you start talking about title nine and stuff like that that causes you to probably delay projects because no matter if uh-oh he was getting to the good part there um we'll we'll, we'll get him back oh there we go you know that that's important though um and because that's one of the points i wanted to cover a uh, title nine uh programs because you know what you do for a men's sports program you have to also afford the same availability to uh, a women's program so i mean you know and i, and I know the needs are, are great across the board i think we have coach uh banks back um, Edwin says we need to grow our 30, 60 year old season book holders before I cross that 60 mark. We need five K season book holders to build up from. Well, Edwin, it'll be a few years before you get to the 60 club. I'll get there before you, <laughs> but, but you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. Coach Banks, are you back? Okay, we'll, 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 we'll work on that. I, I see the video piece, the audio. Um, Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah hear me? we got. You. Yes, sir. Can you hear us? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yes, I'm going out, man, in the press box. So I am going in and out. Uh, but as I was saying, I don't, I couldn't hear you. But obviously, that that project is one that we're going to move. Coach Dooley and I are going to elaborate on 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 practices to that project uh and the top on the and way to to raise money so we can that we can get the project done and we won't start a project we have all the monies that we need to make this successful now i know you can't give exact figures but uh from a percentage wise the projected cost of the locker room project, would you say it's grown from 40, 50 percent or more? The 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 new additional cost? Were you able to hear me, Coach Banks? Okay, let's do this. Let's just take a time out and uh We'll come back, Melanie, and we'll see if Coach Banks is in, in a better situation. We're going to take a timeout. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thins reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. 
In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. For the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Visit back with uh, Director of Athletics at Southern University, Coach Banks. Coach Banks, uh, continue where you left off. You were talking about uh, the projects and just kind of let me know if you can hear me. I think Coach Banks is having technical difficulties we'll we'll see if we can get him uh back in but he, uh charles he was talking about um the the rock the locker room project and uh my my last question to him was uh, the um the cost the estimated cost of how much the original project was going to cost and he talked about that it was going to um you know it, it would end up much higher than what the original cost of projection was i thought i saw a, a figure on the locker room project of almost a million dollars for all the lockers like the lockers are like forty seven hundred dollars a piece well, it's definitely not that uh, charles because he, yeah you're probably right but he was talking about uh some some 
some issues like foundational. Right. right. You know, well, that, I, I guess I was talking. About, I think what mm -hmm. you were saying is that the total cost of the project. So I was breaking it down just the locker room project. And then you add all the other stuff that has to be done. Um, we, we know when you're dealing with these things, it's not it's not a five thousand dollar amount. I mean, you're talking you're talking about probably if I'm going to guess, Carlos, just someone that works at a university that understands how these things go. You're talking about probably a quarter of a million dollars, and I, that may be a low ball figure. Mm, I think it'll be more than that. Yeah, I mean, I'm lowballing yeah. it, and, and I'm trying to be gracious in this, but I would say, well, we got Coach Banks back, but probably if, if I were to guess, maybe another half million dollars in addition to the locker room, uh, the lockers, because I mean, you got to you got to figure out what's going on. You got to add all these other things, and none of that stuff is cheap. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um... <laughs> who would know the, the added cost, at least from a percentage-wise. Um, Coach Banks, we got, got you back, and um, you were talking about um, the added cost of, of the locker room uh, projections. Uh, and I was asking you, from the original projections, 40 50% more, 60 We'll we'll see if he um he'll be able to uh, answer. It's meant to repeat it. <clears throat> Coach Banks, can you hear me? I'm back. I can hear you now. Okay. You, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but. It must be all of it must be all of the the people that's at the scrimmage. <laughs> <laughs> I would like I would like to say yes to that, but I don't think that's the that's the case. <laughs> well, we'll 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 get through it. We'll get through it. Yeah. Projection cost. How much from the original projection for as I know you probably can't give us the numbers, but fifty percent more with the new issues that you found from a foundational standpoint. 50, 60% more? Uh, no, it's probably about 60% more. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, because you you're talking about uh, just structure problems that probably should have been addressed a long time ago. Yeah. And so, well, and so obviously, we're to the point where, and, and another thing, you know, when you build, facilities and 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 when you add to your facilities you have to factor in uh uh the cost that it costs to keep these facilities running the maintenance costs mm -hmm. always high and you have to factor those and i think a lot of times is that we we do a project but we don't consider uh sustaining the project or sustaining the building uh or what it costs for that so yeah, and I understand that you know it, it's same thing if you buying a house, you know you Correct. have the projection cost, and then you know things don't go always a hundred percent the way you want them. Added cost, supply situations, materials cost much more now. I understand, um, Coach. You also mentioned about what you do for, say, men's sports. You got to have the availability to do some things uh, from a Title IX perspective, uh, women's sports. And that's always a, a, a balance that a director of athletics and 
the university has to 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 try to keep that balance. Yeah, no question. Uh, and a lot of times, so what you're basically saying is correct. We can't necessarily just do what we want to do in the order that we want to do it in. There are some factors that you have to consider, and you have you have to give female opportunities. You have to factor in Title IX issues. And so uh, as much as we'd like to move different projects ahead, there are just some businesses that we need to ensure uh, for our female, female sports or other sports, and which uh, need much improving. And see, that's been uh, our campaign is to raise those dollars for those sports as well. Well, it's always tough. I, I, I understand. Um, you have some added sports since the last time we talked. You know, um, the golf and, and tennis. Um, talk about those sports coming online now. Yeah, so uh, we're very excited about that. And, and, and obviously, when you start talking about those sports as well, uh, you know, we had to make sure that we was in a position um, – from a while back, our corrective actions uh, that we had to suggest to the NCAA uh, that we had to give some more opportunities to our female sports. And so uh, we were operating for a while with with, with not giving uh, our female sports all their scholarships. And so we have done that now. So uh, all our female sports and Olympic sports have their all the all the opportunities to get students. And so we were able to add a little bit more because of the programs that we brought in, uh, men uh, women's golf because those are more often than than the men's golf. And so it's a balancing act. But more than, more than that, we're excited to reintroduce those sports uh, because those sports. Uh, uh, have always had a presence on this campus. We have uh, golf alums uh, that's welcome to bring this sports back, and that's that's sewing into uh, this program, and 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 that's what we need to to make sure that uh, uh, that people are giving back, or the alums or their sports are giving back because it helps us ensure that the student athletes going to have a a quality uh, chance and a quality outcome. Uh, when they enter our golf programs. And so uh, we, we're excited about that because uh, that seemed to be uh, a program that can almost, uh, you know, contribute a lot of things and helping itself the way that we've been able to raise money for that program. And we're bringing back uh, tennis uh, here that once again was, was, was really good at Southern. And so uh, those sports are in its own – can stand alone right now when we start talking about raising money and, and helping the outcome for those sports. Uh, I'm very happy about that. The coaches are doing a good job. And that just means that that the fans and, and those alums that played that sport are excited about bringing it back so they're lending a helping hand, which is good. Charles? Yeah, um, I have a, a football question. Um, I, I, I commend you um, for your football schedule, especially at the start. You're playing Alabama State and Jackson State, two games against SWAC opponents that don't count in the standings. And this has been talked about 
you know, for a long time playing these playing these matchups, especially when these teams rotate off the schedule. You know, previous commissioner kind of talked against it. Commissioner McClellan's definitely for it. And I commend you and Dr. Cable and and uh, obviously uh, Ashley Robinson for getting these games scheduled, even though they don't count in the standings, because I do think that, you know, the whole swag mentality of just playing these rival games, playing swag games are important despite what what's on paper, what's not on paper. So I commend you for that. How easy or how difficult was it to, to set that up, to play Alabama State? Of course, the Jackson State game, we all know it was supposed to be in Birmingham, but we all know that didn't happen. It's going to be there on your campus. But how easy or how difficult was it to put those kind of games together for you? Uh, uh, you know, it, it's hard to for me, and I guess, you know, to phantom, you know, a game like Jackson State, Southern not being able to play them. And uh, uh, when – that rotation came up. We immediately started to try to put that game together to make sure we played. Now it wasn't easy to get it to this point, uh, but we were able to to come together. Uh, you, you're exactly right. It started off being at a neutral site, but I, I just I also think the games are good for for home fields, and uh, and so we were able to work through some things and change some things around. Well, finally we came to agreement and and it worked out. And uh, 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 Ashley Robinson, know that Jackson's, it, you know, he's he's looking for that competitive edge as well. And so when you're off the schedule, like, no, you need to come to me. No, you come to me because you really didn't have. It didn't matter who came to who last when you're off each other's schedule. And so we hmm. worked it out. I just think that, I just think at the end of the day, uh, you know, we haven't played Alabama State in, a, in, in such a such a while, or, or we wouldn't play them if we didn't engage in scheduling each other off you know, in a non-conference time. And so uh, I just think that our fans like these matchups. I think these matchups are very good uh, um, to showcase who we are. And a lot of times when you start, you know, factoring up what draws, then uh, the fans like to see, uh, a lot of them like to see our interconference games. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I'd much rather play Jackson State at home, uh, and I'm just throwing it out there, no buys or nothing like that, than to play a Northwestern State at home. It's going to be better outcome for us. Our fans are going to enjoy it. And I, I, I think uh, uh, and it's well viewed around the country. Yeah, I think it helps showcase who we are and what we're all about. Is, is it a two-year deal? I mean, that, so you're going to play Bama State two years and Jackson for two years. That You'll go to them next year and Bama State will come to you next year. Is that, is that how it works? So you know the scheduling is kind of funny, and 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 you have to find the right games because we do have some non-conference games that scheduled, and then mm-hmm. they kind of uh, move it around a little bit. So I think Jackson come, we go to Jackson uh, next year, and Alabama, we Alabama State, it may be a year gap, and then they come back to us. Okay, right, because that's interesting because um, McNeese and you know. I look at those games, they're, they're a critical piece to me because it's in-state and recruiting. Maybe not exactly. as mu- not as much as from the financial uh, perspective. And then Nickel State is on the uh, schedule. And I think it's going to be a gap in between that. They, they come, if I'm not mistaken, uh, coach next year, and then you'll return 
that game, you know, a, a few years later. Uh, later. Talk about those kind of th- those games, FCS well, I, non-conference. I, I think you're right. And as you see, see kind of what we're doing uh, and also those games, those rivalry games, the Nichols and the Magnets, I think they're very important. The reason why you recruit against those schools, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and and I always say that uh, we consider ourselves to be one of the best programs around. Then we have to show ourselves to be that. And so I think at the end, it's a lot at stake when you play those schools. And and we've been talking about, you know, a big thing of mine is to be able to win games at your level. Uh, and so uh, I like to challenge ourselves. And our coaches like to challenge themselves that we can go to any place and play with anyone at our level. And uh, and so I think at the end of the day, uh, those games are important because you have to walk in the kids' homes. You have to talk to parents. And mm-hmm. uh, and and you have to prove that you belong there. And so I, I think that uh, those games will continue to be a major part of our scheduling process. Uh, because you do have the 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 inner area rivalry, the the, the state rivalry games that people look forward to. Uh, you know, I, Magnese. If you go uh, if you go back to Magnese games historically, they they always have a very good program, and so uh, we think we have very good programs. So let's see who had the best program, right? I think at the end of the day, and and obviously, I think the last few years we're not happy about. Our, our, our record against those type of opponents, but uh, I'm very excited about approaching from this time forward because now, you know, I, I have all, I have some reasons and I had some concerns why not, but now I have more reasons to say why yes. Uh, and I guess what you're saying is that for the first time uh, since I've been the athletic director, we've been able, and I said a little bit about scholarships, but all our sports have scholarships. They full of lobbying scholarships. I don't really think it's fair uh, for you to have uh, a full number, and I'm playing with only only sixty percent. Uh, you know how that is with injuries and death and all that. So uh, since we got, since I have taken over uh, this job and gone through those tough times of, of probation, we finally uh, coming into a year where everybody have all their practice time. You know, we were restricted certain mm-hmm. times, and so. I feel very good and I'm very excited uh, where this athletic department is today because now we've been climbing a hill and we've been able to be okay climbing the hill. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the, to now that we have climbed the hill. Now we're on level playing ground uh, as I look at it. And my expectation is for that, that the fans will see Oh boy, it was getting right to the he was he was deep in it. Right to, right to the good part. Look, that, that that was that word expectations. You know, um, we've talked about that across the board. It's a lot of pressure now with those expectations. We got your back, Coach Banks. Yeah, your audio. We we can't hear you. Let's see. We're working. We're working it. Let's see. 
I'll tell you what we do. We what we'll do, Charles. I I think it's we got to get him back. We got to get him back when he's at a different site. Melody, if he clicks back on, we'll we'll just end it there. But we'll we'll get it back. I'll reach out to him and see if we can get him back because I still got a couple more points to cover. And then we got our other guests standing by, Coach Petaway and Coach Johnson. I was going to be messy, Carlos. You, I was smiling. Oh, I know you, you were. You, I know you, you were. You know what my next question was going to be? I don't know if I could have fit it in, but he talked about McNeese. And, of course, we beat McNeese last year. They're coming to us this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as another school 30 miles to the east up uh, on I-12 that uh, that just from a fan standpoint, I would love to see. That's an FCS school. But he's talked about it before in terms of, you know, <laughs> Southern taking over Strawberry Stadium. I'm talking about Southeast Louisiana. Yeah, their stadium's not that big. But guess what? I'm going to be messy. <laughs> Why not Alcorn? Sign, sign them up. That, that That's a short trip, a turnaround. Get well, it done, I, I, Charles. I, I, I can explain that because, you know, many, many, many years ago. Wait, we, wait, wait, wait a minute, Charles. Wait a minute. Now, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just giving you a You can explain that? Really? I, I'm giving you a backstory. Alcorn State signed an agreement with Southeast Louisiana to play each other in every sport, okay? Because of the, the just like as you mentioned, the geographics, two and a half hour drive, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And we did that. We we played we played uh, Southeastern in football. Ernest Jones was the coach and we played them. And we have played them in various sports. So I, I agree, I agree. Just like Southern, I think could play mm-hmm. in football and probably in other sports because of the short distance. I agree that personally, I think all corner Southeastern will be a nice rivalry in football, FCS. Um, and I think we probably could fill up that stadium with a short drive as well for, for all corner and the fans, a lot of folks from Jackson and so forth. So I, I agree with you. I think that's something that we started a long time ago, but never really took it to the next step where we were playing in every sport. I think in one year in most sports, we played them, but then it just kind of, we just kind of be, veered away from it. So I, I agree with you. I think that's something that, should continue to happen. On that note, let's take a quick timeout. Coach Kevin Johnson from Southern University, men's basketball standing by, and Coach Van Petaway. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. Hello, everyone. This is Roy Evans with the Black College Sports Network. We are live on the beautiful campus of Alabama State University for BuzzFest 
2023 as we get ready to kick off the athletic and academic season for the Hornets. So before we get into what's going to happen today, I want to introduce you guys to a young lady who you're going to be seeing a lot of right here with the Black College Sports Network. Ah, this is part of our partnership with K-12 Stride Learning. I'm going to let her introduce herself and where she's from. Okay. So my name is Kaylin Thomas, and I am from Houston, Texas, but I reside in Fitzpatrick, Alabama. And I'm a senior at Alabama Destinations Career Academy, and I am in the Health Sciences Pathway for Nursing and Medical Field. And I also achieved my first internship with the Black College Sports Network for in digital media. There it is. We're going to be training, like we said, our goal is to help train the next generation of folks telling our stories and getting it going. So Kaylin, really quick, before we get you out of here and I get on to this other stuff that we're going to be doing, Tell the folks some of the things that you're really excited about doing with your internship. I'm really excited about creating content of the HBCU colleges and their football teams and as well as covering the bands of those colleges since I've had experience in high school playing the, in the band. Oh, you was in the marching band? Yes. Did you do all that? I played the <laughs> Yeah, I was um, on the percussion team and I played oh. the snare drum. Oh, 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 oh drum line on the building. Yeah. All right, there it is. Well, Kaylin, thank you. We'll be seeing more from you here a little bit later today. Going to get you get some interviews with some folks and also talk to a couple of the people around and just see what's going on and uh, some of the B-roll that you picked up, okay? Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, stay tuned. We're going to have it going on. Make sure you tune in. Carlos Brown will be live from 11 to 1 o'clock. Immediately following the Carlos Brown Show, we will go live from Hornet Stadium right here in Montgomery, Alabama to have some fun. As you see, my man got his new shirts on. Three, three, four, the gump. Getting it in since 1887, doing anything. I think that's how they say it, right? The gump. Yeah, but we, we, we going to let it go like that. <laughs> so stay tuned again. Make sure you tune in. Tell all your friends. Let all your Hornet friends know to tune in. Get ready to check us out and be there. We will, again, be live from 1 p.m. Central Standard Time all the way up till at least 3. Doing it live from here, right here at Hornet Stadium, right after the Carlos Brown Show. So join us. We'll see you later. Deuces. interesting Roy Evans looks good in that t-shirt Charles and he's a FAMU graduate Alabama State <laughs> Jaguar Nation will be coming to Montgomery in two weeks are you going uh I don't know I don't think I'll make that one but the, we'll, we'll see never say never uh yeah we're gonna bring everybody in now Coach Kevin Johnson and Coach Petaway, the basketball gurus. I love them. I love them. Good morning, Coach Johnson. Good morning. Well, let's say good afternoon, Coach Johnson. <laughs> good afternoon, Coach Petaway. How you guys doing? Doing fine. I'm doing fine. Go ahead, Coach Johnson. Good. I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me back. Uh, I'm looking forward to visiting with y'all. Well, it's actually afternoon. I'm still in that morning mode, but hey, 24-7, basketball, football, sports, it's always a, a good thing. Yeah. Coach, 
since the last time we talked to you, an update with the program at oh, Southern University. Wow, I tell you, um, a great summer. Um, you know, one of the things that I think you have to do today is you have to take advantage of, of summer access. Yeah. Uh, the NCAA gives you eight weeks where you can uh, actually have hands on your guys in the summer. And we used all eight. And, uh, you know, there were some things that, you know, we had to do. Uh, obviously, we wanted a foundation and establish kind of a, a working culture. And uh, then we wanted to put in kind of a, a base system. And then we wanted, you know, guys to improve their individual games. And uh, when I take back, take a look back and, and analyze uh, what we did this summer, I feel like we did that. So um, I think that's a great segue. Guys are just now coming on campus for the fall, and it'll be time to pick it up again. Hey, Coach Johnson, uh, what was your biggest surprise or was there a surprise during the summer workouts? In other words, a, a young man that uh, you, you, you knew he was going to be okay, but then he really turned it up and it, they surprised you and the staff. You know what? That's a that's a great question because uh, I was looking forward. To, you know, Coach, you you've been doing this a long time. You know, somebody surprises you every yep. every year, yep. right? Yeah. And so we started everything we did live this summer, and um, in the eight weeks, we probably had fifteen inner squads. And this is how I did it. So I would put forty minutes on the clock. We played with the shot clock, and the guys kind of ran our base system against each other. And um, we, we started. And so in 12 of those times, there was a guy that I was I was trying to figure out. You know, I was like, man, you, you didn't play last year. Yeah. And, uh, he proved to be, you know, one of the better guys this summer. And then on one of those nights, um, I looked at the stats and I said, this can't be right. And it was I'm talking about Jerry on Wilkins. Um, you know, at six six with his length, and he's really a guard. Um, you know, he, he scored thirty nine points in one of those evenings, and that's Damn. that's with running time. Wow. And so I really had to take a deeper look at you know, man, he, you know, he's got some stuff to him. So that's been our biggest surprise of the summer. Well, that's great good. question. That's good. So now, now, coach, uh, doing doing the workouts, uh, one of the things that you you dread is getting somebody hurt did you all come out of the summer healthy you know we had a few bumps and bruises um we I, i'd say fairly well to john demasi only participated about half the uh half the mm -hmm. summer he ended up developing a sports hernia we had to get that repaired and so he's still going to be out for about three or four more weeks but other than that i think we came out fairly healthy right right uh, did you see the camaraderie that you were looking for with uh, not only with your team, but with your staff? Uh, did all of that come together to your expectations? You know, it, it's it's not like I want it yet, but the, the foundation is there. The base is there. Um, I love my staff. Um, I've got two young guys and then two veterans and, and Jethro Hillman and Rennie Bailey. And uh, I, I see the connection coming. Uh, of course, it's not going to be perfect now, but that's something that I wanted when I kind of put that together. And, uh, you know, I see the connection with our guys. Now, we didn't have everybody here this summer. We had 11. And okay. uh, it's going to be a little different because this fall we're going to have 16 guys on the floor. So mm. you, you almost have to almost do that all over again. Okay. Right, right, right. Especially if you're counting on them. If these are people that you're counting on the first year, yeah, it's like starting all over again. But you should have enough veteran leadership that'll make it a little bit easier. 
you know, and that's something we're looking for. Um, there's been a couple of guys who have emerged over the summer that have the potential to be leaders, but that that's going to be extremely important. Man, well, I'm I'm looking forward to the season. And uh, on, on September the, the 16th, do you think you'll be working out? September the 16th. So the 9th is a Saturday. That's the weekend. I think we played Jackson State in football. Mm-hmm. And so this is how I'm trying to structure it. I don't have the fall schedule complete for, for preseason because I'm still waiting on some academic class schedules uh, from these guys. But I can tell you most Saturday mornings, We'll be doing something. And that's the Coach Kruger in me because Coach Kruger used to say back in the day, hey, look, there is no place better to be on a Saturday morning you or a young it. man than in the gym. And so most Saturday mornings, we'll be doing something. But I'm pretty yeah. sure on that on that Saturday. You coming down? Well, on the 21st, when when when, when, sub, when Alabama A&M plays uh, Southern, okay. I will be in the house and I'll stick my head in. So I'm giving you a <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Come on in. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. be, I'm, I'm be on his coattail or his shirt tail <laughs> when, when it comes. I, I, I'm and glad he, he, he released that information now. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I, it's back. official. It's official. My, my, my wife is giving me the okay. okay. So I'll be here. <laughs> Look, Coach Pat, I know you still have a few. Bring your whistle. Okay, guys. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> we're visiting with Coach Kevin yeah. Johnson, the men's basketball coach at Southern University. So, Coach, it seems like. Yeah, I guess from the summer workouts, is the program where you thought it would be a little ahead of schedule or where you thought it would be? You know, I, I like what we've accomplished. Um, you, you know, coaches, it's never enough. And uh, that's kind of kind of my attitude. Um, you know, the assistant coaches, they felt like we had a, a great summer. And I got back and I, I started looking at some of those scrimmages in the evening. And I'm like, you know, that's not that's not what I want. You know, so mm. it's never never enough, uh, you know, from the coach's standpoint. You're always seeking perfection or excellence. Absolutely. We and, hadn't and, done anything yet. So Yeah. That, and speaking of that, um, roster additions, um, any new ones going forward? Yes. You know, we signed a young man two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, my philosophy is that your your roster is always under construction. And um, we added a young man who I'm really excited about because uh, we only found out within the last month he was actually a qualifier. Jordan Johnson out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, uh, was a freshman last year at Northeast Oklahoma. And he can space the floor. And that was a concern I had as we were going through the summer because, uh, you know, with today's game, you, you've got to be able to shoot the long ball. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, he can do that, average about 13 points a game as a freshman. Mm-hmm. And so he's a young man, will have three years. And uh, I like his size, about 6'4", 200 pounds, and, and physical and strong, but can space that floor. So I'm excited to see with his addition, you know, how mm-hmm. things look uh, this fall. Right. Hey, Coach Johnson, were you able to take advantage of the uh, uh, the recruiting time frames in the, in the summer? Were you and your staff able to, to to get out and see the kids you wanted? You know, we we did, but we didn't really look at future recruiting. We wanted to see what was available now, and uh, and like I said, this is one of the young men that popped up. And look, we we still have a scholarship, so there may be another guy that surfaces here before long. That's good. Well, you you're right. You're, you're your roster is never really complete. It's always right. under construction because uh, anything can happen at the last minute. You know, you, you still got guys that are 
looking at the big lights and the lights might get them on them. And so, you know, having that's that exactly scholarship, right. would, yep, that having that scholarship would really help. Right, right. That's a great point. So it, it seems like uh, Carlos might be having a little difficulty there. Hey, Charles, you had a question for Coach? Yeah, yeah, I do, Coach. Coach, welcome to Southern University. Thank uh, you, Charles. I, I, I do the games for Alcorn, so I'm looking forward to, to to seeing your team. You know, with the way the schedule is, Southern comes to Alcorn this year. We only play each other once. And so, you know, we came to you guys last year, Grambling and all, and uh, Southern come to us this year. Talk about your temp, your style. You know, talk about you know the, the style of your game, up tempo, run and gun. What can what can we expect? You know, I, I try to um, you know about every three or four years, there there's always trend shifts in uh, basketball, and um, you know to stay relevant with these youngsters today, you have to incorporate some of the things that they watch on television because you know they all watch the NBA, and so uh, I guess the the common theme today. And even watching the international stuff is to, you know, is to kind of play five out uh, and get that ball moving and share that ball and 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 be able to attack that basket. And that's that's what we've worked on this summer. And that's what I'd like to be able to do. And, uh, you know, on the defensive side, I'm a I was taught to play this game man to man. And, uh, uh, you know, and that's what I like. That's what I'm comfortable with. But, you know, the last four years, I, I've been around a guy who is 100% zone. So there is a there is a place for that in this game also. Yep, yep, so, yep. Uh, I would, you know, say a combination. But, but man, I want to see that ball move. Uh, you know, if you're watching us play and that ball's not moving, it's sticking, then that's that's probably not a good thing. Yeah, up, up tempo, yeah. I, I, I like that. Uh, just, just talk about your acclimation and coming to, to Southern University and, and just, just getting – just hitting the ground running because, you know, in terms of the cycle, when you were hired, you know, we, Carlos and I have talked about that, just, right. just coming in when, when you did and hitting the ground, was it hitting the ground sprinting or hitting the ground running? You know, I, that's all I know. You know, I'm one of these guys, when I wake up, my feet hit the floor, I'm on 10. And yeah. so, uh, you know, it's been exciting and, uh, and that's kind of how I approach it. Cause, uh, know, I want a team that plays that way. Everything we do, we're going to do it full speed. And Coach Johnson, I also want to send out some kudos too. I understand that your team had like a three point six grade point average uh, during the, the, the summer. Uh, you and your staff should be commended for that because yeah. you know, from you know, an old ball coach, I know how difficult it is with these athletes. And right. for you and your staff to be able to stay on top of them, right. and then they go in there during the summertime, which right. is one of the worst times of the year for sure. kids to have uh, to be uh, focused, and sure. then for you all to have that GPA. You all ought to be commended, man. That's how I stand. Well, look, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, it's always been my philosophy, and I, I tell these guys, I said, look, all of these things go hand in hand. Right. You you can't say you're a championship team if you're not winning the classroom, if you're not winning the community. So those things all go together, and uh, that that's something that we're going to emphasize every day in this program. Right, and that comes along with the game of life. You prepare for life. And uh, you're off to a great start, man. So, Coach, I just want to encourage you and your staff to keep to keep up the good work, man, because, yeah. you know, we're more than just coaches. You yeah. know, it's yeah. our Absolutely. job to prepare, them, to prepare them for their next stage, which is after college. You know, hey, look, life comes at you hard. It comes at you fast. It's not forgiving. And um, we, we want these guys to be able to be equipped, not just to survive, but 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 I want to be successful. Right. Yeah. 
Wow, I'm looking, I'm monitoring the, 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 the words in the chat room. Uh, Michael said, Coach, use that last scholarship on a 6'9 or taller player. You're loaded with guards. But you know what? You're, you're, you're guard yourself. So I think on this level, at least in college, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. you got to have great guard play. That's important. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's, it's nice to have coach, a team coach, that looks good. Real quick, coach. Go ahead, coach. You can't say you can't say what what needs to be said. All coaches are looking for big players. All, every basketball coach out there is looking for a big player, but it has to be the right fit. Number one, number no one, it has to be the right fit, and number two, you don't put bigs on your team unless they can really contribute and help your team, because you'd be doing that kid a disservice. Uh, having him on the team, he's the biggest man or the tallest guy on your team, and then he's not able to participate because perhaps the skill level is not where it needs to be. So from, from a coaching standpoint, and Coach, you don't have to say it, we always want the big players. We're looking sure. for them, but it has to be the right fit. So when you don't have the right fit, you do what's best for you and the group that you have. And I got plenty of faith that Coach – Kevin Johnson is doing that right now. That's why he's holding on to that scholarship. And if he finds one that fits Southern's culture, trust right. me, he right. will be in there. And so I'm Coach, sorry, Coach. Coach, I, I appreciate you saying that. Look, that's very well put, but I'm going to add to it, Coach. I'm not looking for a team that looks good in the airport, that looks good getting off the bus. You know, to me, you know, this, this is about production. So if there's a guy out there that I know he can get something done that can help uh, promote winning, then he's going to have a chance, whether he's 6'2 or 6'10. Yep. So uh, that's that's kind of how we're going to roll. Hey, I, I, I love it. It was someone asked that in the chat room. I'm glad it wasn't me. I've been robbed. I've been robbed. But you, but but you know those guard play again. It's you you, you gotta have it, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. A, a, a team fit. With that being said, the schedule for 2023 and 2024. I think last time we talked to you, it kind of got your idea of kind of those non-conference games that you like mm -hmm. to play. Mm -hmm. But we'll, we'll ask again. Um, that that non-conference schedule or the schedule for 2023 2024 well, I, I tell you um looking at it um you know schedule is complete now mm -hmm. um there's some things i like about it and there's some things i think we gotta gonna have to try to bring in the balance it looks like the entire month mm -hmm. of november we're on the road oh that's gonna, that's gonna be a tremendous challenge and yeah. uh you know we're probably no different than the rest of the schools in the league we, we got to make some money during that time but that's one of those things, really, I want to try to bring in the balance. Mm -hmm. I was listening to you guys earlier talk about uh, the in-state the rivalries, and, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's important in basketball. We need to have some people uh, that we can play in November, December in, in really competitive games and have a chance to really build a winning non-conference record. Right. Um, and, and if you look at it, that's what the high majors do. They bring in all those teams. And, you know, by the time they get to conference, they're 13 and one. And so, so it helps them. They're used to winning. And so it makes it more difficult when your schedule is, is out of balance, like, like ours is, but we're going to have to, you know, fight through that part of it. And December, we, we able to have four games at home. And then uh, 
It'll be time to get in the league play in January. So it is what it is. But uh, ultimately, in the future, I'd like to see a little bit more balance in, in the non-conference. Oh, I, I, I love it, Coach Johnson, because we've had so many conversations about the words you use. Balance. Charles Edmund, me and you always get into this <laughs> about and, and, and let me preface this by saying this. Coach Johnson, this schedule was probably already made before he you know, Most of took, it, correct. took over, over the assignment. And I just said, you got to have balance. It does me as the fan part of me to come in and see a, a team that's been on the road for a month. And I know they've got to get the guarantees and bring so much in there. But I just think that's just so unfair. But I understand it's the way of the world, but I don't like it. I don't like it, Charles Edmund. And don't you tell me I have to like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. We're we're the same way, Carlos. Right. We're, we're on the road in November, December. Right. We may have one home game this year. Coach Bussy told me we might have one non-conference home game. But I get it. But 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 Coach Johnson at Tulane, you kind of had your teams, I know Alcorn played at Tulane a couple of years ago. Today, right. we played we played at Houston. I remember right. that well. You know, so you can understand about balanced schedules because I think Tulane had that as well. So you'll kind of understand what that's about. Right. I, you know, I had a chance to be on the other side of it. You know, at Tulane, we would buy, and our number was six, between six and seven. So, um, you know, those were people that we would bring in and, you know, and, and shoot, we bought Southern one year and they came in there and beat us. So, you know, sometimes that happens also. But, uh, but yeah, I've been on both sides of it. But I, in the future, I'd like to see a little bit more balance. Right. Great. And then, and then Carlos, on your piece about regional play, mm-hmm. see, uh, when I was the athletic director at Alabama A&M, my biggest concern was with our regional schools. Like, we had Jacksonville State. We got North Alabama here mm-hmm. w- within two-hour drive, right? Right. We still hold the attendance records at their places. In other mm-hmm. words, when we go to them, we sell out their stadiums. But their people don't travel. They didn't come to Huntsville. Mm-hmm. So from a financial standpoint, I had a problem with that. And I told mm-hmm. them if they want to continue playing, they need to do a better job of promoting their away games if they wanted to stay on our football schedules, mm-hmm. if they wanted to stay on our basketball schedule. Because mm-hmm. in both football and basketball, it was the same way. We They would have their largest attendance of the year when we come in. Mm-hmm. And then when they when they return a game to us, you can hear crickets. Wow. And see, so that that's that's not a good financial people. But what coach is talking about playing regional, it helps you in recruiting. Sure does. Because you, you play the people close to you. So that piece of it, I got and I understand. The financial piece for that bottom line, for that athletic director, that's what they have to look at. That's right. Well, I, you know, I'll say this, and this may be a bit controversial. I understand your point. But I, particularly in football and basketball too, yeah. I hope they don't bring but five fans in there because <laughs> you know why? We're packing our stands because we have a good product on the court. We got a good coach, good staff, good players, and the atmosphere is great. And we have a good record at least coming into those conference games. But I understand your point. Right. I understand Charles' point. Right. And I understand right. Coach Johnson's point. With with that being said, Coach Johnson, recruiting needs for the upcoming 
year. You know, again, with recruiting, it's simple for me, guys. You always need everything. So we're, we're always recruiting guards. We're always recruiting shooters. We're always recruiting bigs. And uh, it just never stops. And uh, you know, I just don't think you could ever be satisfied with recruiting. It just never stops. And, and another thing, Charles, and, and Coach Johnson, Coach Pettaway, can you clear up? Um, we've always had discussions when we say local. A lot of the fans, you know, they like the local kids. But to me, local means the whole state of Louisiana, not just uh, exclusively Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your, your strategy, Coach Johnson, for that, we, you agree? What, you know, I'm a Louisiana guy, and uh, everywhere I've been, I've always been able to capitalize off the Louisiana market, and I'm a South Louisiana guy. And so um, one of the things I did was I hit that hit the ground running with that as well. You know, we brought Brandon Davis, uh, who's from down the road in the Place, Derek mm-hmm. Tisno from Melville, Louisiana, and then Scooter Joseph and Brente Noel right here from Baton Rouge. So uh, that that was really important. Um, inside out is really my mm-hmm. philosophy in terms of recruiting. So okay, we we made some inroads there. What coach? What is your <clears throat> philosophy on the transfer portal? We keep in every sport. We keep talking about it, and mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> building a program from you know the Fab Five. They were freshmen and they grew up together and all that. Are those days done? Do you believe in the transfer portal? Are you heavy in it? Or do you believe in getting a bunch of freshmen and just kind of growing and develop them and you hope they stick and stay and you build a program that way? I I don't think you can build a winning program with freshmen today. I I think it's virtually impossible. If you look at the even the the, the Blue Bloods, uh, you look at the Dukes and Kentuckys, you know, you know, the, the Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky struggled last year. And I just think it's so hard to build a program with young guys. And uh, I think you're going to find more of them going to the portal. Um, let's just face it, guys. As long as the rule is what it is, you know, you you know, everybody's going to be in the portal. And, uh, you know, we took two guys out of the portal. So um, that's just kind of what the landscape is today. Uh, but I still think even with that, you have to have some balance. And you have to be bringing in some new blood. And you need right. some youth. And so we brought two uh, two freshmen in last year. But I think the days of signing five or six freshmen, those are gone uh, with right. the current portal. Right. And, Coach Josh, you, you, you're absolutely correct because when you look at your national champion this year, they had a veteran team. They had a absolutely. veteran team. And, and so that experience means something. And, and I think uh, you, you brought out a great example with Kentucky. He's bringing in all those McDonald's All-Americans. Right. And they still can't get it done. Can't get it done. Because you got to have that experience. So you're absolutely right. correct, Coach. Right, right. And I look forward to seeing you when, when we when I come down there. I, yeah, I, I'm yeah, we, Coach, we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk. We're going to eat. And like I said, you got to bring that whistle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I I just want to be in the in, in the room. Just just, 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 just just for a few minutes, I'll be happy. I'll be yeah. uh, content. Um, ooh, one quick question. This is we got to break. Ask Coach Johnson's philosophy on strength and conditioning with limited resources such as SWAC institutions? Well, we're, we're not going to use resources as an excuse, uh, you know, by any means. Um, Larry Miemo has, uh, has been here several years now, and uh, we're working very close. I just think that, uh, you know, you, you have to have a team when you talk about strength conditioning, and that, that goes along with our training staff. So, um, you know, we're very involved. Our guys are in the weight room three to four times a week. 
It was three this summer. It's going to be three or four this fall in the conditioning. You know, I hadn't seen a championship team uh, that wasn't in shape. So we, <laughs> we're going to do that as well. But uh, but I like what we did this summer, and uh, we'll build on that this fall. Well, on that note, Coach Johnson, we appreciate the time. Um, I, I like how everybody in the chat room is engaged, and yeah. um, you're a straightforward guy. I I, I, I love it, and um, we'll invite you, you back, and we'll get another update and enjoy the rest of your weekend and Fan Fest. Fan and- Fest is going on right now. I can't wait to get out there, man. <laughs> look, you look. I'll join you guys anytime, man. And, and look, when you're in town, you're welcome to stop by. All right, thank you, All Coach. Right, Take you. care, man. All right, have a good one. All right. Thanks to Coach Kevin Johnson stopping by for a minute. Coach Petaway, we're going to see you next week. Um, I I, I disappeared there for a second. I don't know if a Jackson State alum got a hold of of my Wi-Fi there. We figured that out out and we kept the ball rolling. (laughs) Yes, you did. Great job. We appreciate it. Coach Petaway, we'll see you next week. Pat Ryder, leave me alone. Oh, (laughs) oh. James Harden calling you, Carlos. Yeah. All right. No, 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 not not hard. All right. We'll see you next week, Coach. All right. Take care. Bye bye. All righty. We um we'll take a break. Kevin Baptiste is scheduled to join us next. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. We shall return. Itchy. Squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean, get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. (laughs) (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com. Nope. Nope. Want him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www. 
www.slowburnwaco.com. Stride K-12 Powered Schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Last guest of today's show, Kevin Baptiste, Baptiste, excuse me, WAFB TV Channel 9. He's host of the Southern Football Special that's going to be broadcast at 6.30 p.m. on WAFB TV. All of their platforms fighting for first. Kevin. That's correct. Appreciate you. Welcome to the Coles Brown Show. No problem, fellas. Good to be with y'all. Uh, I was, I was going to have a, a much uh, better background, but uh, right now I'm sitting in my car because the, the, the scrimmage the, the scrimmage wrapped up about 20 minutes ago, and then they feeding the players outside the stadium, and, of course, they offered us some. So I, so I was about to take a nap for a little. <laughs> I, I, I understand, Kevin. Um, we're going to talk with Kevin, WAFV TV Channel 9. We're going to get him back. Um He's on campus, Southern University. The scrimmage um, has just, you know, ended. We're going to talk to Kevin about the scrimmage, kind of highlights, and also the special that's coming up, uh, Fighting for First. And we do have just a little bit of a uh, clip of that special, and um, it, it's already out on, on, on YouTube. But, uh, Melody, uh, we'll get Kevin back and uh, also – we can uh, play a little bit of uh, uh, a little little segment, a little little bit of that special that's coming up. You know, it, it's a tradition. Uh, the football special for Southern University—that's another sign that football is here, Charles. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of anticipation for this upcoming season, and uh, you know, so good that Southern had their fan fest early, trying to beat the Heat. Because we got triple digit temperatures, 100, 203 high temperatures. So it, you know, and, and this is it's gonna be a little different now, Carlos. At least for, for us, classes start on Tuesday. I'm sure next week classes will be starting, or if not, you know, right after that. So the camp Monday. So the southern uh, classes start Monday. Yeah. So for us, classes start Tuesday. So camps camp's over after this scrimmage. And so now you're gonna see a whole different dynamic. You kind of you kind of see what's what a little bit as you kind of get ready for game week coming up. So camp's been hard. It's been hot. It's been heated. But now things slow down just a little bit. Now you go over more situational stuff as you get ready for your first games. Yeah, and, and for Southern, they'll go back. Uh, they'll go to 3 p.m. Uh, once school starts, which is Monday, uh, Monday and their practices now, they, they move theirs. To 7 p.m., a lot of conversations, but, 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 but a lot of um, uh, the, the teams, they had to make adjustments because of because of the heat. And we've talked about the last uh, couple of weeks, and, and particularly this upcoming week, Thursday, forecast high 105 in, in, in Baton Rouge and, and, and a heat index of pretty much short of 120. 
Mm. And, and once again, that's that's dangerous. And from a health standpoint, you've got to be proactive with that. It's not about being, oh, I'm tough. I'm the tough guy. We used to do three a days. I understand that. But yeah. it wasn't as hot. It wasn't as hot back then yeah. as it is now. So we're not going to go into a long, drawn-out conversation about global warming. We've made our feelings known about about that. Yeah, it's, um, you know, for all corn, we actually, they do their practice in the mornings during the season. It used to be three o'clock, but uh -huh. the last few years, Coach McNair felt like it's a better result getting it out of the way. So they start at 730 in the morning and, and go that way. So, and hey, and the way the weather is right now, I think that's a smart way to go. Um, I don't think the night practices are quite the best option for our program, but 7.30 in the morning for Alcorn is 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 right now what Coach has done the last few years. Well, I can see Kevin is, uh, you know, back. And and, I, and I'll tell you, he looks like he's worked up a good sweat there in the heat and humidity. Kevin, welcome, welcome back. Yes, yeah, sorry about that, guys. The, the heat and humidity no did, my, did my iPhone dirty. It got hot and just, just shut off out of nowhere. I was, uh, I was saying, yeah, I got, uh, got done with the scrimmage, down with to get some of that good food from the quarterback club. And, uh, yeah, now I'm here, ready to talk about whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, first and foremost, uh, fighting for first, the special you're hosting, Matt. Talk a bit, a bit about that, you know, behind the scenes and what it takes to put on such a, such a uh, broadcast. Yeah, man. So uh, at WFB, we do this, you know, every year, just a preseason special, just previewing the team, what they got coming up, and try to dig deep, find some stories. Uh, usually the biggest challenge – with every special is before we even get to interviews, editing, whatever. The biggest challenge is always finding a title because you got to be creative. You got to find out what's the theme for the season. And uh, we decided to go with fighting for first. The reason being is because, you know, every year, you know, Southern is, you know, has these big expectations. Uh -huh. They're, they're going to be predicted to finish at the top of the SWAC West. And uh, in the last few years, they have finished the top of the SWAC West, but they haven't gotten the job all the way done. So, Going into this season, we're trying to figure out what's it going to take to finally get that SWAC championship and finish at the top for the first time in 10 years. Well, you're absolutely right about that. Expectations are always high. And um, a couple of highlights of, of the special. Again, it's coming on at 6, uh, 30 p.m. across all WAFD TV Channel 9 platforms. Some, some highlights, something that maybe we're going to be surprised about. With, with the special? Oh, yeah, most definitely it's going to be right off the bat. As soon as it starts, uh, you know, this year, anytime the team breaks down the huddle, they say G to G. And, you know, G to G, that's the acronym. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, say what that means. I mean, it, it's probably not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it, it's G to G. But, uh, yeah, the the full context of it, that's their saying for the season. And G to G means something that goes way beyond the field. Yeah, as, as, as a hint, it goes to deal something personally with uh, defensive coordinator Henry Miller. So kind of his story, what he went through in the past months, they're using yeah. that as motivation, and they're, gonna, and they're making that the same for the season. Uh, other than that, we're doing a, a feature on the punter, Robins Beauplan. Mm -hmm. Just think it's, you know, kind of him telling his story, you know, coming from, from Haiti all the way to Baton Rouge, and he's going to, you know, share kind of his background, how he ended up here. Uh, and of course, it's the 50th anniversary of the Bayou Classic coming up in November, and you know we have a 
bunch of archives, a bunch of tapes in our studio. So we're just going to take a look back at that. And Dooley and Coach Miller, you know, they, they kind of showed their greatest memories, what they remember the most, and what makes that rivalry so special. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Fun time. We got even, even Harold Blood. Blood brought his, he brought his entire offensive line to the interview. That's all I'm going to say. And, and, you know, Kevin, that's what that's the piece that I, I wanted to, to, to show. I saw it on social media. So our producer back in studio, <laughs> Melody, uh, whenever you can, put that put that up because it is unique. That's, yeah. that, that says a lot about this, this young man who knows who butters his bread, bringing the offensive line with him, the guy that's going to be uh, charged with keeping him upright and protected. So that is unique yeah. in, it, in itself. And, and, and Kevin, also a little birdie told me, and I think his name is Mo Carter. I'm going to just tell it. Said James <laughs> James Verrett makes an appearance on, on on this special. Is that correct? Oh, uh, uh, then there might be. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I hit him up. I was like, because, you know, uh, James is basically going to give us like a little uh, whip around uh, around the swag, see what some other teams are working with. And for the longest, I was trying to figure out, dang, bro, who would be a good swag voice, a good swag analyst to have this? And I'm like, oh, wait, hold up. The station used to have one. I hit him up. I was like, I was like, James, bro, how do you feel uh, contributing to your 50-11 WAFB Southern special? And he was down for it, man, real good. Yeah. I, I, Kevin, next time I see you, I have to tell you a story I can't share on uh, on this broadcast about one time James Red wanted to have me have a part in the uh, special. When I tell you, you're going to – your facial expression will tell me all you need to know about that. So we'll move We'll move away from that. <laughs> the, the scrimmage itself, mm-hmm. any any highlights? Who did well? Anybody surprising? The, just the overall uh, assessment of, of, the, of the, the, the scrimmage. Well, if I had to start with the main highlight, obviously it's the heat. I mean, you're getting out here at 9 o'clock in the morning, and they, they basically, they dang near played the full game. I mean, they wow. Went, they, I mean, they, they went three quarters, uh, went, went half of a fourth quarter. Uh, all the quarterbacks, that, uh, besides Marotra and, uh, and Brown, I mean, they all got some work. Uh, I guess the first thing that jumps out, I mean, obviously the quarterback, I mean, Blood looking like he had, you know, way more command of the offense. You know, usually when I come to these practices, the main voice as far as pushing the tempo is Dooley. But you can hear you can hear blood out there giving the commands. Hey guys, let's go, let's go, let's go. Push the tempo, push the tempo. You no know, things that you want to see out your leader. And so uh, that looked good. But the main thing that stuck out to me today, these running backs, Kendrick Rhymes, Gary Quarles, Kobe Dillon, they're gonna be something, man. They all all had a big highlight today. All showed they stuff. All ran hard. That running back room would be something serious. Well, you know, we got some Alcornites watching, and and they have they have stated that they believe they have the best uh, running back room. I I I beg to differ, but that's just my opinion. Maybe I can't be objective, but um, it, it's good to have that good competition defensively. How did they look flying around to the ball? Oh my God, the intensity was there. First drive of the game, Jordan Carter laid a big hit on one of his teammates. So yeah, the the intensity was there. They was hitting, flying around, uh, got some sacks. They had one bus, one bus against the second team. Uh, Noah Bowden got him down the scene for a long game. 
And then uh, a few plays later, he got, he got away with some improvisation. Uh, they thought they had the running back. It was an RPO, thought they had the running back. But like I said, blood, not blood, uh, Bowden got out of it and was able to connect for a touchdown. But other than that, no, defense looked good. Defense looked good. Had some goal line stands. Uh, yeah, they should pick up where he left off. Charles? Yeah, man, it, it's, it's uh, you know, the excitement for, for Southern University. I mean, you've been covering them. You've got the special. Just 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 talk about the momentum right now. I mean, winning the West and Coach Dooley's second go-round with this second year. Just just talk about just the team overall, man, and just, just the excitement getting ready for the season in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I mean the, the vibes are immaculate, man. I mean, I mean, today was – they tried to simulate a – a real game day atmosphere as much as possible. I mean, we didn't have, you know, the band and, you know, not the, the usual fans, but, I mean, they they really got after it. I mean, the camaraderie is there. You know what the expectation is at, at Southern University. I mean, like I said, I mean, it with this team, it all comes down to the quarterback. It, it all comes down to the quarterback. Can Blood be that guy? And outside of that, can they be disciplined and be mentally tough? I feel like that's one of the – that's the thing that killed them a lot. Like, especially, you know, in, in the early stages of the first Jackson State game, the FAMU game, if they can just, you know, lock in and be fundamentally sound, I think, you know, sky's the limit for the team. Can we can we safely say then, I mean, we've talked about blood for the last several weeks. Early on, it was kind of up in the air. So is, is it, can we safely say this is blood's team right now? You can safely say this is blood's team. You can, you can safely say he, I mean, he's taking all the first team reps. I mean, I mean, this is the, the most I've talked to a quarterback in the offseason, you know, since I've been the main the main guy covering the team. And like I say, I mean, it's it's without question he is the guy. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, I'm, I'm actually interested. I, I kind of got the impression of feeling that he was going to hold on to it. We interviewed him on this show a couple of weeks ago. I'm I'm interested also in, in in the battle for number two. So, from a quarterback standpoint, is it safe to say Bowden has locked in the number two, or is that still a competition going into almost game week? Oh uh, no, actually, I mean, we talked to Dooley today after the scrimmage, and you know, he said, you know, it's you know, it's the, the way things are progressing right now. Bowden is the uh, the safe number two, and that's what it played out at the scrimmage today. I mean. Bowden took just about all the number two reps in the first half. I mean, it was it was just him and Blood. You know, Blood did the first team, Bowden did the second team. Uh, you know, Morocho was inactive, and then ZT said he got reps towards, the, like, the fourth quarter. So, yeah. I mean, if Bowden's not number two, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're right on that. Um, in the scrimmage, special team works. Uh, you, you talked about uh, – Bow playing that's going to be on the special, um, but also kickoffs, field goal attempts. They did they, they concentrate a little bit on the special teams? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, they got their work special teams. Uh, as far as the returners, it looks like uh, you know, one of the punt returners is uh, Chandler Whitfield, uh, kick returners. I mean, we don't know who's the starter, but that could be a mix of uh, Jalen Howard, uh, Rhymes. Quarrel still yet to be seen. One of the funniest moments on special teams from the scrimmage was uh, Jalen Howard fielded a kickoff return. And, you know, they, they wasn't doing it live. I mean, they pretty, they, they pretty much ended it after he caught it and, and ran for a little bit. <laughs> but, 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 no, the, one of the funniest moments, Jalen Howard, he caught a kickoff return. 
He ran about five yards. They killed it. Everybody else going to the sideline, waiting for the next play, and Jalen Howard just steady running full speed to the end zone. There you go. <laughs> as, if, as, if, as if it's the real thing, as if he scored. We interviewed him afterwards. I'm like, I'm like, Jalen, uh, all things ahead on that, that one kickoff return, right? He's like, man, I'm just trying to score every time I touch the ball. So yeah. hearing that from a guy who's trying to compete for a spot, that's what you want to hear. Yeah, well, you can't hate on him for that. Hey, um, with that being said, uh, no major injuries from the scrimmage? Oh, no, no. I mean, no, nothing nothing big time. I mean, there were some guys who, who was kind of, you know, down for a little bit. I couldn't get a good read of who they were because I was a little from, far from the distance. But, no, they all got up, walked off the field under their own power. Like I said, nothing good. This team looks, I mean, relatively healthy. Last thing, and we appreciate your time, uh, Kevin. No problem. One, one game you're looking forward to, and, well, let me back back up. Channel 9 and the coverage, you're going to be at home mostly this year, not on the road as much. Mm-hmm. But talk about the coverage coming up for the Southern football team, and then I'll come back with one game you are personally looking forward to. Oh yeah, one thing about Channel Nine, we're gonna be at at every Southern game. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't we don't miss out on nothing. Uh, you know, Tuesdays, Dooley, you have his press conference. We have you covered there. Friday, we have a game preview, and then Saturday, it's you know, it, it's that time. Whether it's home, away, Baton Rouge, Jackson, Siberia, we got you covered. <laughs> Highlights, post game recaps from the from the first game to the last game. Well, good deal. And and, and the other guy that asked you the question then that you see on the screen, uh, make sure you get him on camera because he's the voice of Alcorn State Athletics. So uh, a big game on the reservation, Southern Alcorn. Get (laughs) here early. Get here early. Hey, trust me. Hey, I have been to I've been to Lorman twice. And trust me, I, I have dealt with getting in the stadium. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> Plenty of times, but 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 Carlos, uh, back to your question, man. As far as one game, it's probably that one. Pro- probably all corn. I mean, they they got the all corn monkey off their back two years ago. You know, yeah. ending that streak. Now it's can you do it on the road? Can uh-huh. can you do it? Can you do it in a hostile environment in a place where you possibly, well, not go for the swag championship because in the same division, but you know, a, a place where you know. A, the SWAC West, you know, a lot, a lot's going to be on the line whenever these two teams play per usual. Yeah. So I think, yeah. So I'll say that's the one and probably, probably FAMU. Cause you know, since, since FAMU is into the SWAC, I mean, they, they've gotten the best of Southern and being the fact that those two teams are the predictions for the SWAC championship. Let's see, let's see how Southern, you know, kind of handles these expectations in case there are, there is a possible rematch. You're, you're absolutely right. I have to agree with that, Charles. Um, you know how I felt uh, going to the reservation and being disappointed. Um, Runner-ups two years in a row. I, I did remember when uh, Lenore Tillery had an awesome day and the uh, only victory under the former coach, Coach Odoms. I got a chance to see that. And then you got the Jackson State game, which you don't have to say anymore. It could be tiddlywinks, checkers. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be popping. Uh, Kevin, closing comments, and we appreciate the time here on the Carlos Brown Show. 
Hey, thank y'all, man. Thank y'all. First off, man, uh, thank y'all for allowing me on the show. Anytime we get to talk about anything I cover, especially Jag football with the folks, I mean, it's, it's always a pleasure. But, uh, no, nah, man, I'm just looking forward to another season, man. Uh, like I said, I mean, there's, there's nothing like college football in South Louisiana. I mean, nothing like Southern football in the swag. Fans are loyal. Everybody cares. Uh, game day atmosphere is great. And like I said, I'm just looking to see, can this team finally get over that hump? Get over the hump, win the swag championship, and get to Atlanta and win it. If I can get to Atlanta – and Southerners there in the celebration bowl because I'm going to have to have an entourage around me because I'm going to get into some wicked trouble. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Charles, close the comments. Hey, football season is here, guys. Let's have some fun. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. Swag Mag Challenge next week. Jackson State, South Carolina State. I got Jackson State winning it. Albeit it's going to be tough, Coach Buddy Peel, South Carolina State. You know you're going to be into a physical ball game. You're talking about physical. That's South Carolina State. Kevin, uh, a prediction on that one? Oh, hmm. I haven't done much research, but I guess I'll say Jackson State. I guess. I mean, the TC Taylor guys, the TC Taylor era got to start off right, I guess. So, if not, you know, you're talking about a fan base like Southern, that's Jackson State. It's always high expectations and a lot of pressure. Kevin, have a great weekend. The special again, 6.30 tonight. 6.30 tonight, WAFB, WAFB.com, and WAFB Plus. And in case you miss it, we'll more than likely have it posted on our website. I'll have it on, and I'll be watching it with my favorite, favorite appetizer. How about that? <laughs> Have a great weekend, Kevin. Appreciate the time. Want to thank uh, Melody back in studio. Great job as usual. Don't forget Jericho Broadcasting Network. Some big news forthcoming. Some news already this past week. Contribute. Like. Subscribe. Do all of those good things with Jericho Broadcasting Network or slash My Black College Sports Network. And also the Coles Brown Show. Until next Saturday. There he goes. I can't wait for that game. One week at a time. I'm going to get there at 5 in the morning, like I usually do. I slip in. I'm going to have an entourage with me. I want that game. But for Jaguar Nation, one week at a time. Win the week. want to thank Roman Banks, Kevin Batiste. Also, Coach Van Petaway and Coach Kelvin Johnson and Melody back in studio. Until next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Peace and God bless.